Hi, and welcome to Filled with His Love. When my wife and I were serving as mission leaders in the Dakotas, President M. Russell Ballard gave a training on what it means to teach for understanding. He explained how some people, when they hear the gospel for the first time, do not understand each of the gospel principles the missionaries are teaching. It's one of the most common misconceptions of novice teachers. Quote, if I explain something once, students will learn. I once heard a wise church leader say, if you want someone to understand a new principle of the gospel, you need to teach it seven times in seven different ways. He explained how this rule for teaching came from the military when he was training pilots. One exposure to something is not enough. If you want a pilot to be able to do all that he or she has to do, you need to teach them at least seven times in seven different ways. Now, I I don't think there's anything magic about the number seven, but I do think there's magic in repetition and review. And I think there's even more magic in teaching something in a variety of ways. Some people resonate to one way, and others relate better to another way. Jesus taught principles more than once, and he taught them in different ways depending upon the needs of those he was teaching. He taught Nicodemus about the doctrine of baptism in a much different way than he taught it to the Nephites following his resurrection. Different learners, different methods. But no matter how many times you review a principle or how many different ways you find to teach it, there will still be lack of understanding unless the learner practices what he or she has just studied. Think of the pilot again. I'm very glad that the one who is guiding the plane that I might be flying in did more than read a book before taking his first commercial flight. He practiced in a simulator, and then he practiced some more in an actual plane. There's no substitute for real practice. So, How does this apply to gospel learning? Learning gospel principles is not the same as learning how to become a pilot. Doctrine has to be internalized in a whole new way. And Jesus taught us how different gospel learning is in the seventh chapter of John. The scene is the Feast of the Tabernacles. Here's John's account. Now, about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught, And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Jesus taught them that divine doctrine must be lived if you want to know if it's true. It's not the same as a pilot mastering a sequence of skills so that he can safely fly the plane. It's a deeper kind of learning. That last verse, if a man will do his will, in other words, if a man will do the will of the Father, he shall know of the doctrine. When he does it, then he knows it, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. If we go beyond study beyond reading about the doctrine and actually do the doctrine, we can gain a witness that the doctrine is true. Even going back to Nicodemus, I don't think Nicodemus really could have understood the doctrine by simply listening to Christ's explanation. He actually needed to be baptized 
and experience that doctrine before he could gain a witness of its truthfulness. So I call this living truth. Only when we live the doctrine can we know that it is true and from God. Jesus taught the suspicious Jews that they needed to live the doctrine, and if they lived it, they would come to know that it came from God the Father through his beloved Son. We tried to help our missionaries when we were mission leaders see that those they were teaching would not automatically know a principle of the gospel, and would they would not realize it's true by simply reading about it or listening to a talk about it. They had to live it. If you want to know if the principle of tithing is true, you need to pay your tithing. If you want to know if the word of wisdom came from God, you need to stop smoking, stop drinking, and perhaps change the way you eat and exercise. If you want to know if the all-encompassing doctrine of Christ's atonement is true, you need to repent and experience the Lord's forgiveness. Most learning does not have profound effects on us. We gain knowledge, we use it, but it doesn't change us. We may learn how to fix our sprinkler system by watching a YouTube video, but after we've fixed it, we're pretty much the same person we were before. Gospel learning is different way different. Gospel learning changes us down deep. It sinks into our whole soul. We become new creatures in Christ. Our desires change because God changes our heart. Our values change. Our tastes in media and entertainment change. Immediately after the first vision, the young prophet Joseph told his mother, I have learned for myself. This phrase, I wish we could keep it in our minds all the time. He meant, really, I have learned how to exercise faith. I read about it in the book of James, and then I went into that grove, and I exercised my faith, and I have learned for myself. I've learned by living what God wanted me to do. I've learned the true nature of God. I've learned that I should join no church. The young prophet Joseph was changed by his learning. He was no longer just a farm boy. He knew for himself, because God the Father and his Son had revealed themselves to him, he was absolutely living truth. The term living truth connotes the action of experiencing something, living it. But it also infers that once a truth has been acquired, it takes root inside and literally lives inside us. That's how the change process happens. That's why Alma, in chapter 32, encouraged us not only to plant the seed of the Word of God inside us, but to experiment upon the Word, and then, in other words, do the Word, do the doctrine, and then watch that little seed take root and flourish until we become new creatures. This is the miracle of the gospel and the power of gospel learning. Each principle of the gospel is aimed at helping us become closer to God so that we can become more like Him. So we learn a principle, and we do our best to live it, and then it changes us. It lives inside us. We know it's true because we have learned for ourselves, just as Joseph learned for himself after that first vision. It's important to remember that it's an iterative process. It's not a one-time, one-shot deal. We don't learn a gospel principle once and then live it once. 
back to the seven times in seven different ways, except this time it's many more than seven. We need to keep living it, keep nourishing the Word until it flourishes inside us. The more we live it, the more we come to know that it is true, that it comes from God. It's a lifelong process. The pilot may master the skills for flying a plane, but we will never fully master a doctrine. We may think we have mastered it, but it will just keep expanding and growing the more we live it. It will never stop giving back to us. As Elder Neil A. Maxwell once taught, the gospel is inexhaustible. I love this title. This was the title of his talk he gave at BYU one time. Inexhaustible gospel. There is no end. What he was saying was there's no end to the new insights one can obtain about any principle of the gospel. This is why we need to do all we can to learn of the doctrine and then live it. This is living truth. It's what I want to do. I'm sure it's what you want to do. I hope this is helpful, and we'll see you next time.